Welcome everyone. Today we are live from CRC Sydenham in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Jordan and my co-hosts today are Nat, Ruben and Jet. And today we are interviewing Lee Garrod. He is the the manor teacher, uh, the kitchen cook, best chef in Melbourne. Kitchen chef. <laughs> kitchen chef. Kitchen chef. Um, Lee, what inspired you to pursue a career in teaching and how did your journey begin? Okay. Um, I've worked in hotels and restaurants and owned my own restaurants before and stuff. I worked in cafes and I've always liked helping people. Mm-hmm. Always like showing them what to do yeah. because I, I'm used to t- uh, teaching apprentices and stuff uh, in the hotels. Yeah. So it's just the next progression really. Oh, that's all right. Um, did you always like cooking? Were you always a cook person? Yeah, well, I love cooking. Yeah. Yeah. My um, mother was a great cook. Oh, yeah. And I used to, when I was like seven years old, I used to watch her uh, bake cakes and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, always liked, because she's Italian. Oh, okay. So I always liked Italian food. And, um, yeah. Beautiful. You said you had your own business. Yes. How did you cope with that throughout COVID? I, um, I never had a business in COVID. That's, that's a good thing. Okay. Okay, but business is hard because it's not just about the cooking, okay? It's about everything, the 360, okay? So what I mean by that is that you've got to pay staff. You've got to pay the suppliers. You've got to make sure you make a profit because food is very expensive, Okay. So if you're making 5% or 2% profit, you're doing good. Okay, so if you make 50 grand a week, okay, let's say 38 or 48 grand goes on paying expenses. And you end up with $2,000. Not a lot when you think about it, is it? You know? Yeah. Um, Do you own any businesses at this moment? I do have a cafe um, that I'm like silent partner in uh, down St Kilda Road and that's doing okay. Okay, it's not doing great, but you know, it's, um, we're open for breakfast and lunch uh, seven days a week and it's going okay. Do you ever work there? Uh, Sometimes on the weekend, but you know, I'm uh, very busy here, busy a few other places, so... Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Does it keep you busy uh, working at the school and having the cafe? Keeps me extremely busy working here. You know, so uh, we open Manor four days a week. With Marie, we only used to open three days a week. So it is quite busy. Plus, we do other things like functions for the teachers and uh, different things. So it's not just what we do for uh, lunch. We do other things as well. Plus, I have to teach. So that's, that's pretty hard. Yeah. Can you describe some of the roles that you held in the hospitality sector before transitioning into teaching? Uh, yes, I've done... Um, I was a bar, so a mixologist. You, that's what they call them these days. But when I was doing, I was just a barman, making cocktails, as you know. I love making cocktails. I like making mocktails, any drinks. Because it's just like cooking. Because it's like balance. You know, mm. balance of flavors. So if you get the balance right, enough sugar, enough alcohol, enough flavoring, okay, it's, it's really nice. Just like with food, 
Okay, with food, you have salt, you have sweet, you have sour. You get that combination right, it's yep. beautiful. Okay, you get it off, it's not so good, is it? Too much salt, not good. Yeah, too, too sweet, too sour, you've got to make yeah. it perfect. Yeah. That's all right. Um, can you share any particular story from your travels um, that affected your life? Any stories from my travels? Yep. Uh, let me think. It's a good question. Mm, very good question. <laughs> okay. Um, first time I was ever trusted to cook in my father's, you know, uh, hotel, because he, he owned pubs. Yeah. Um, was when the chef, um, he was a good chef, but he used to drink a lot. Alcohol. Okay, and a lot of chefs, they drink and, you know, they carry on. This guy would have been about 42. I was about 15. Well. So I started off as a kitchen hand and I was just like doing light preparation and stuff like that. Like what do you guys do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I thought at the time I could be ready and it was big booking. We had 50 people okay. booked. Okay. So the chef was a little bit stressed. He was in his office and he locked the door. I'm knocking on the door and said, oh, chef, um, the service is just about ready to begin. Can you come out, please? And he goes, oh, I can't come out at the moment. Uh, it was sounding like he was a little bit inebriated, oh, yeah. a little bit drunk. I said, but there's 50 people booked, you know, and it's only me and you tonight and the kitchen hand. Uh, and he goes, oh, come on, Lee, you can do it. I know you can. You watch me. You know the recipes. You can do it. 50 people by myself? I don't think so. He goes, ah, you can do it. So two and a half hours later, um, I did it. And we had a few issues. A few people said the steak came back a little bit underdone and stuff like that or overcooked. But I did it. And then I thought, this is amazing. I actually can do it. Okay, I've got the ability. So after That's that. the penny dropped. The light bulb moment came on and said, this is what I want to do. I want to be a chef. So after that moment, you realized what your future was yeah. going to be. Because it was something I was really good at. Yeah. Well, it's good you found that out early because uh, a lot of people find out what they're good at later in their life and yeah. they don't have enough time so and it was it's like a gift yeah if you're given that gift you know because you know I'm not the best speaker or the the, the best looking or anything like that but what I can do I can cook okay and I know that okay so um, it is it's great to have that gift yeah because I see it as a gift if you guys are just uh, tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Live FM, live from CRC Sydney in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Jordan and my co-hosts today are Nat, Ruben and Jet. And today we are interviewing Lee Garrard. Um, we'll continue back with the interview. How have your students reacted to or benefited from the insights and experiences you have shared from your travels? Well, I'm sitting looking at them. I see Kerr over there. I, I see Pharrell. Even though he didn't stay long with me, I'm sure he benefited. Um, I see Jacob, okay, so and Deborah, and so uh, I've done upstairs as well as you know. Yeah. I taught hospitality, and I think I'm I'm fairly good at it. 
because I've been doing it for years. Don't forget, this is what I've been doing for 38, 39 years of my life. <laughs> I have to be good at it. But what I like to uh, give, I like to give what I know to the students. Yeah. Okay? And it's so good to see Jacob. When he started, he couldn't cut an onion. Now he can cut onions really well. Okay? About the only thing he does well. No, I'm only joking. But, you know, he can cut an onion. Okay? So, you know, we're giving skills to these uh, students. Sorry. And it's really good to, to see, you know, from a student, you know, to start from here to work their way up. Now, Ruben, the guy sitting beside me, he's fantastic. He's so good. Okay? I think it was good when he first started. But now I'd say he's even better. Well, okay, it's so good to see that transition. Yeah. How long has Jacob been uh, doing it with you? For too long. <laughs> uh, for about a year. A year. Yeah. And in a year he just learned how to cut an onion? Oh, uh, no, he's done other things. He can do other things. Don't worry about oh, that. That's all right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so working in this field for so long, what's some of the stupidest things you've seen someone do in the kitchen? <laughs> okay. It was a big mixer, okay? Yes. We mixed dough, dough mixer. Yeah. Called a Hobart. Okay, and I said to this guy, I said, now, there's a green button and a red button, okay? When you need to take the dough off the hook, you press the red button to stop, yeah. okay? So he said, oh, yeah, that's easy. Easy enough. No worries. Okay, so we made the dough. And, you know, I was busy cooking and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I was in the middle of service. I said, you all right back there? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm all right, chef. No worries. All of a sudden, I hear, ah! <laughs> he forgot to press the green button, didn't he, when he yanked him uh, the, the dough out. And he dislocated his shoulder. So oh. what did it do? Did the machine, like, grab his hand and yeah. yank it forward? Yank it because, you know, this is mixing 50 grams of... Uh, 50 kilos of dough. Yeah. So it's got to be a really be a strong, strong yeah? machine. Yeah. It's a big machine. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. Mm, that was a bit stupid. Though. Yes. Yes. What advice would you offer to students that are trying to get into the hospitality industry after school? Okay. Um... Go to William Anglis, go and learn some more, okay? Because what you learn here is only a snapshot, it's only a little bit, okay? It'll get you in the door, okay? But if you really want to be a chef, you know, learn how to do it the right way, the proper way, the basics. If you know the basics right, you can cook anything. Like we cook anything in there, we cook Chinese, don't we? Italian, Maltese, everything. Okay? What's that? Do you cook Greek? I cook Greek. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> not Slovenian, but... Why not? No. Well, you'll have to show me. Yeah, all right, done. Okay? But you can cook anything like that when you start from the basics. Learn how to make, you know, the onions properly, the brunoise. You learn how to do the precision cuts. You learn from the ground up. What young people like to do these days, they like to learn, they like to learn a little bit and then they think they know everything and they want to 
go and do the, you know, the top job and get the top money. You can't do that. You've got to start from the bottom and work your way up. Okay? When I first started, you know, a bit like Pete, I was getting paid $50 a week as an apprentice. Could you imagine living on $50 today? It was hard for me back then. This is back in the 80s, like 87, 88. Okay, that's when I first started, you know. Can you share a particularly challenging situation you faced in your hospitality career and how have you handled it? Okay. Um, I guess, you know, when um, you run your own restaurant and it's not going so well. Yeah. Okay. And everything's, you're having a bad day, you know, uh, customers are coming in, uh, you're getting snowed under and uh, business is not good. Okay. Um, Your relationship at home is not good. Okay. So um, you just got to, I guess, make the priority. Okay. The priority is the customer. If you look after the customers, okay, everything else will fall into place. Okay, so I made a conscious decision to really make great food that the customer wanted and look after the customer. It's all about customer service. Okay, so when we did that, okay, the business started to turn around. Okay, so it's just about prioritizing, you know, what's important. And when you're running a business, the customer is the most important. Right. So on that, what were some of the changes you made to benefit the business more? Okay. Right. So good question. So what I wanted to do was I had my menu was too big. Okay. I had about 20 things on the, on the menu. So I cut the menu down, which saved me money. Okay. And... I concentrated on only maybe four or five really nice mains and about three or four entrees and about two or three desserts. So quality over quantity. Exactly. Yes. And when I did that, it turned my business around. What skills do you believe are essential for someone looking to succeed in hospitality work? Okay, you've got to be a hard worker. (laughs) You gotta be not afraid to get your hands dirty. Okay? Yeah. And work long hours. Okay. Okay? Um and just be resilient. It's a very hard job. Yeah. It's hot, it's dangerous, slippery, there's a lot of sharp knives everywhere. Okay, so you know, it is not an ideal place to work. Yeah. Okay? But what is good is that the end result, you make good food, you make people happy. Okay. That's what I like doing. I like like making people happy. With what you've said before about how young people think as soon as they do a couple of things, they know how to do everything. Yep. How long do you really think it takes to get the basics and start off everything? Okay. I'd say a couple of years. Yeah. You know? Uh, Look. An apprenticeship now is like one year, two years. Yeah. When I started, it was four years. Okay. Okay. So when I became a chef, which is a commie chef, when I, you know, graduated, so to speak, yeah. um, 
I thought I knew everything. I thought, oh, I'm a chef now. You know, I, I can do anything. I can go anywhere and work. Yeah. Okay, but that wasn't the that case. Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't. It didn't take me, it took me about 10 years after that to actually learn and know it a lot about food. I, I can't say everything about food. Yeah. It takes a lifetime to learn about food. Okay. From what you've said, I kind of get a feeling that hospitality and even the trade is kind of similar about how the apprentices work and how they find out the basics and they think they know everything. Is yeah. that true? Well, it depends on the person. Yeah. But uh, I think compared to when I was younger and the people today, I think it's pretty much true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. you just came from a holiday. Where'd you go? And how was it? I went to uh, Singapore, went to Hong Kong. Uh, It was great because obviously I like eating. Uh, I love, I love, uh, you can tell, I love uh, cooking. So, you know, Asian food is probably my passion at the moment because it's so, you think it's easy, but it's not. And it's the technique. It's all about technique. Yeah. Okay. So when I went to Hong Kong every day, because my wife is Asian and she loves you know, food as well. <laughs> and we went to restaurants, you know, different uh, restaurants for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So all we ate, all we did for two weeks is eat. <laughs> you know? Eat and drink. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guest, Lee, for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you. We were live at, Thank you. from CRC Sydenham in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, you have been listening to CRC Live on Live FM. My name is Jordan. This was Nat, Ruben and Jet. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Nice meeting you, mate. Thank you. Thank you.